2: and welcome to episode 795 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. What's going on, everyone? Happy Tuesday. We are back in the arena today, guys, and I got to tell you, a little birdie told me it's MLB Win Total Day. That's right. We talked about win totals on the newsletter here, VEASAN.com slash newsletter, and then Uh, As it just so happened to be, the planets align. I open up my inbox today and I have an email from my buddy John Ewing who works for BetMGM and he has a win total breakdown for me, baby. Every team, the opener, the current number, the bets and dollars. So it's an email that I've been waiting on for quite a while. MLB season starts Thursday. So I was looking through it and I have a bunch of win totals that caught my eye. But in particular, I narrowed it down to three. Win totals in Major League Baseball that I will share with you from a data-driven perspective here. So uh, that's when you no know baseball is right around the corner here. Fenway home opener is going to be Thursday. It's going to be pretty cold. I think it's going to supposed to be in like the 40s here, but doesn't matter to me as long as we got baseball to bet on a daily basis. Uh, that is uh, great news uh, for everybody here, for all baseball betters in particular. But anyway, guys, uh, looking toward today, uh, I have another. Let's see, two, three, four. I have a four pack for you. Uh, so I have four bets uh, across. Two in college basketball, one in the NBA, one in the NHL, including a couple big bets here in the NIT. So I'm really excited to share uh, these games with you, including one game that is looking pretty good based on the morning bets number to now. So we've had a lot of movement in a couple of those games. Uh, But really excited to share it all with you today, guys. Also, South Carolina women. uh, They are now in the final four. Remember, we got a minus 145. They're now minus 350, baby. So let's go. Uh, And then also some good news last night uh, in the NBA. Not great in the NHL. So yesterday we were two and three. Minus 1.56 units. I'm I'm about to throw my hands up with the NHL. Just ridiculous. Uh, Seattle as a dog gets rolled. Two favorites, Jersey, Florida, they get rolled. Outscored combined 15 to three. 0 and three. Uh, that's that's a three pitch strikeout there in, in uh, the National Hockey League, which it's frustrating because when you feel like you know this, you know maybe you're not very good at a sport and you lose, you go 0 and three. It's like okay, I get it. But hockey is one of the, one of our stronger sports. It's just been really, really erratic, really volatile here. Uh, and I think part of it has to do with maybe just the season winding down and more volatility. But you bet a dog, the favorite wins. You bet two favorites, both dogs win. So that tells me we're going to take a little bit of a step back from NHL because uh, it's been really brutal here recently. Uh, but did get the Denver money line. Uh, that was great to see a big steam move uh, once we uh, talked about the pod. I think we money lined it like minus 190 when they were I think minus five. Got all the way up to minus uh, seven. Came through for the team and then also the LA Clippers over 220 and a half. Got that one as well. So 2 and 0 NBA. Just that bad NHL night kept us from a winning night. But I would take some more good news here. I was just looking at uh, some of the updated numbers here for the NBA MVP, which, as you guys all know, or maybe you don't, I am bigly on Jokic as MVP. I felt like I got a great number. I got a plus 145, and then I got a minus 120 when I went to the Encore uh, when uh, legalized betting opened in mass. And then Jokic got all the way to minus 400. I'm like, okay, let's go. We got a winner here. Then what happens? Embiid goes off, Jokic tails off. Uh, Embiid actually flipped to a favorite, but, 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 Embiid didn't play last night, Jokic did, and lit it up once again, and we now have basically a coin flip, Jokic is now plus 105, Embiid is plus 110, so this thing is going back and forth, but a good night for our boy Jokic, getting a win and putting up big numbers, now back to being the favorite here, Uh, maybe the lat today might be the last day you get either of these guys at plus money, so I think the play here. Actually, you know what I'll tell you? Uh, I'm actually going to record uh, the next episode of Islands in the Three with my buddy J.J. Reddick later today. And now one of my questions that I'm asked J.J. is who's the MVP? Number one, who is the better player? Uh, if you look at the award, it's not just the best player but most valuable. You take that person away from that team, which team uh, struggles more. And then, you know, based on my boy J.J. now being part of the sports betting community and the uh, the sports media community here, he, do, he calls games for ESPN. He's on first take. Uh, he's my buddy. I like to, I like to name you know humble humble brag. Me and my buddy JJ Redick recording a pod later today. But I'm gonna get you uh, some intel on who JJ thinks the NBA MVP is. Jokic and Embiid. So uh, again, hopefully we can take advantage of this. But as you know, I'm big on Jokic here. So good little sign there that Jokic had some steam last night. But as I mentioned, guys, four pack today. Two big games in college hoops for the NIT. One in the NBA. One in the NHL. And then we'll finish up the pod with three. Uh, MLB win totals, and I cannot wait to get baseball back in our lives every single day. Uh, with that being said, guys, real quick housekeeping before we dive into our sweats. If you haven't done it yet, sign up for the VEASAN newsletter. Just go to VEASAN.com slash newsletter. All you got to do is plug in your email, hit submit, and then every single morning, once you're on our listserv, you'll get that email to your inbox real early in the morning, typically around 6 a.m., 7 a.m., Uh, with different topics, uh, letting you know what's going on in the sports betting world, all the big games, then at VEASAN, what we're focused on. So today's newsletter led off with uh, a lot of MLB talk. So Gil Alexander has his uh, Beating the Book Megapod, talking a lot of MLB win totals, how the new rules could affect things. I'm thinking maybe we see some overs with the banning of the shift uh, and bigger bases here. So we'll see uh, what Gil and the crew thinks of that. But I highly recommend listening to that. Mega bets pod. I know Gil had one win total. He liked the Rangers over 81 and a half. They also have our MLB betting guides, which are out. Shout out to my boy, Adam Burke, who's been doing a fantastic job. Uh, And then the DraftKings did release some NFL win totals. So I noticed that my Patriots were seven and a half. Uh, Not very good here. I'm inclined to take the over, but uh, obviously uh, we have a lot of time here to let the dust settle and let the bets build up. Uh, We also get promos to all of our uh, links to all of our, uh, our articles, I have my Sharp Report here today. We got a lot of NBA, NHL, March Madness coverage, and then promos to all of uh, legal sports books. Take advantage. They want your business. You want to shop for the best line. It's a win win. Links to all of our podcasts as well. So that's vison.com slash newsletter. Then, if you're looking to take that next step in your sports betting journey, sign up for a VEASAN all access membership. Go to veasan.com/slash subscribe. Only 19 bucks. Our MLB intro offer here. You'll get every single best bet for all sports from all the guests and hosts at Veasan, sent directly to your inbox multiple times throughout the day. You also get um, all of those uh, great DraftKings percentages, bets, and dollars for every game, every uh, every sport. All the articles beyond the paywall and a live stream of all the Veasan shows. So give it a shot. Only 19 bucks. Get yourself covered for the full month first full month of service, and you can get a bigger discount if you actually sign up for an annual membership. So that's vison.com slash subscribe. Then lastly, get on Twitter. Twitter's where the betting combo never ends. Twitter is where we stay plugged into a real-time market, constantly moving, changing, and evolving. And we need to be the first to know, not the last, about things that could affect our bets. So breaking news, breaking injuries, NBA load management, baseball is huge for lineups once they get released, scratch starting pitchers, ML, uh, NHL goalies all that kind of stuff, as well as creating a gambling community, all benefits of having a Twitter account. So make sure you follow at Live. You can follow me at Josh underscore insights. You can always DM me or shoot me an email, josh at So with that being said, I want to start off with some NIT because there's two games I love tonight, including one, we always mention this, Gift and a Curse, a great sign that the line's steaming in our favor, not a great sign if you missed the Morning Bets pod play. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about UAB, baby. Let's go UAB. I got UAB on the money line this morning when they were minus three. Uh, so I got them at minus 160. But now I look at UAB, they're minus four. I even see some minus four and a halfs out there. So I'm still going with UAB uh, now on the money line around minus 185. I even see some looks creeping up uh, to minus 200 here. Uh, but really think the play here is UAB for a bunch of different reasons. Number one, uh, we have a good sharp line move to UAB. So if you didn't know, this is the NIT semifinals, this is your 930 game. On ESPN two, it's in Las Vegas. So if anyone's listening to the pod from Vegas, stop by the South Point or Circa. You know, place your bet and then go watch the game. I don't know how expensive tickets are. I can't expensive. I can't imagine they'll be that expensive for Nit. But anyway, good sharp line move to UAB. They opened minus two. Uh, They got up to two and a half. Then they got up to three. uh, And that was where they were when I did the morning bets. Now, uh, early afternoon, they're up to minus four, four and a half. So this would qualify as a huge steam move. That's a sudden change of of line movement, uniform line movement across the market. Basically, it's uh, uh, the result of a overload of sharp action from respected bettors all at once, hitting one side across the entire market, making it move. So that's what we're seeing here with UAB. I love it when you have consistent movement with no buyback. Really haven't seen any buyback here on UAB. Uh, UAB is getting 74% of bets, but almost 90% of the money. So public play, but also low bets, higher dollars. And again, 74% UAB, you know, public isn't really betting NIT yet. They may not even know what's really going on. So, you know, that 74%, you know, in in a vacuum is a very public play. But I think you're going to get, you know, more bets coming in when people come home from work today and notice, oh, there is basketball tonight. Let me bet, I don't know, UAB or or Utah Valley or whatever. So uh, a little public, but again, also some smart money. Now, Ken Palm does have UAB winning just by two. So I had somebody DM me, a buddy of mine said, hey, if you get five, how do you not take Utah Valley plus five? I get that. But I'm going to stick with UAB in this spot. Uh, Ken Palm's got them ranked much higher, 44th in the country versus 64th. There's also a bad ATS, good ATS play here where UAB is only 17, 18, and one against the spread this year. They haven't really covered many numbers. Whereas Utah Valley, I got to admit, I bet both these teams in the, uh, what was it, the uh, the quarterfinals, they both came through for us, if you remember those games, it was Utah Valley against Cincy, UAB against Vandy. Uh, but Utah Valley is 24-9 against the spread. They've been really good uh, ATS here. So I want to bet against a team that covers a lot. I want to buy low on a team that doesn't cover quite as much. Uh, offensively, I think that's the advantage here with UAB. They're averaging 81 points a game versus 77 uh, for Utah Valley. Also, you know, you look at kind of how these teams have um, been treated throughout the NIT. You know, Utah Valley, they they covered the uh, the really sharp fade the trendy dog or they minus one and a half against, um, or minus two against Cincy. But prior to that, they were four, plus four and a half dog against Colorado, plus five and a half dog against New Mexico. I mean, they've been covering numbers as a dog mostly in the NIT, whereas UAB's been favored. Minus eight and a half against Southern Miss, minus 14 and a half against Moorhead, minus one and a half against Vandy, obviously winning and covering every game. So it seems to me like the market has just been more bullish and respectful toward UAB. Um, obviously both are you know kind of smaller conference schools, but Utah Valley's definitely... Uh, even even smaller than the UAB conference here. Uh, but aside from the offense, I'm really putting my faith into Jordan Walker. This kid's been great. I bet on him quite a few times, 23 points a game. So I'm excited to get behind Walker tonight. Then also, um, NIT favorites. So if you just look at chalk favorites winning the game, not covering, but winning the game because that's all we care about. I'm on the money line, UAB. Uh, but NIT favorites straight up are 17-9 this postseason, 65%. And since 2014, uh, NIT favorites are 177 and 82, straight up, 68%. So basically you're seeing these favorites win two-thirds of the time, seven out of ten times. That would match your chalk with UAB. Um, also, you know, lean a little bit here to the under. It opened around 152. It's down to 151 and 151. I didn't play the under, but it was kind of a hard lean for me. Both teams are top 50 adjusted defense. UAB is 3-0 to the under in the NIT. Utah Valley is 2-1 to the under in the NIT. And we have seen this thing ticked down just a tiny little bit, 152 down to 151 151.5. Or again, I see some books at 151. But I love this consistent movement UAB with no buyback. So uh, maybe you got the morning bets pod. Maybe you read the newsletter this morning and got a minus 160 UAB. That's what I have. But now, uh, good sign to see the line continuing in our favor. Not great because it's a little more expensive. But I'm sticking with UAB, baby. Let's go UAB Blazers now on the money line at minus 185. Next bet for me. Wisconsin and North Texas. This is your early game. We got two uh, back-to-back doubleheader doubleheader here, and then NIT Semis is also going to take place here in uh, in Las Vegas. But Wisconsin and North Texas. I'm going to go North Texas here, guys. I'm going to go North Texas on the money line. I got them at minus 125. This one really hasn't moved at all uh, since the morning, so it's still minus one and a half North Texas. But if you kind of read between the lines a little bit, there are a couple things to like about uh, North Texas here. So one... Would be your Ken Palm projection. Ken Palm uh, has North Texas winning by three, so if we're you know getting a money line here minus one twenty five on a one and a half when Ken Palm's got a projected three, that's a good angle. Uh, also, you have a really good bet split—only forty seven percent of bets on North Texas, but they're taking into account sixty percent of the money. So North Texas, Wisconsin, obviously Wisconsin is the bigger name school. Uh, you know, obviously the more popular uh, big name school here. of the Final Four—that's your biggest name school left. So you're obvi- you're gonna just naturally get you know, kind of a, a public bias play toward a big name, uh, big name school. You have that with with, uh, with Wisconsin, but only 47% of bets are on North Texas, but North Texas is taking into account 60% of the money. Uh, Ken Palm also has him ranked much higher, 33 in the country versus 62. Also read uh, Bart Torvik, who uh, is kind of like a Ken Palm. You know, I know a lot of people like the Bart Torvik projections. I stick with Ken Palm. I don't think there's any better, anyone better than Ken Palm, but I do respect Torvik. And I saw something where his analytics had, UA had um, North Texas as the 12th best team in college basketball since February. So they're playing pretty good ball right now. Uh, They're both averaging 65 points a game, but uh, North Texas is much more efficient. 44% from the field versus 42%. uh, 36% versus 34% from three. And then free throw. This is a big one here. Got to knock down your free throws in a big uh, tournament game. 75% from North Texas, 69% for Wisconsin. Uh, North Texas also. Uh, if you haven't known about this team, they are incredible defensively. Uh, they're only giving up 57 points a game. We did see this total at first. Maybe this was a head fake. It opened 115, got to 115 and a half, but now I'm starting to see it come back down to 115, even 114 and a half, 114. So, uh, to me, it, it, it's a really tough total because it's so low. It feels like it's got to go over, and the public is saying that too. 80% of bets are on over, but I just, to me, it's either you you bite your lip and take an under because it is starting to fall, and here's the kind of the kicker here, the pace of these teams. These are two of the slowest teams in all of college basketball. We know they're really good defensively, uh, but you have North Texas, the slowest team actually, 59 tempo uh, possessions per game. That's even lower than Virginia. Uh, Wisconsin is 22nd slowest, that's 63.4. So maybe it's a 57-52 to game, something like that. Um, It's a lean for me to the under, but I feel like my edge on North Texas is a little bit better. Uh, and, again, it's tough because it feels so low it's got to go over. But that's kind of a public way to approach it. It uh, looks like Smart Money is leaning under with two really slow-paced teams. Uh, I can tell you what. You bet it over, and it's going to be like 26 to, to 20 at halftime. Or you're be like, why did I bet this over? So no play on the total for me, but it is notable it's starting to fall with some very, very slow-paced teams. But I'm going to stick with uh, North Texas here. Again, been a really good team, good Ken Palm edge. Uh, I think at 1.5, it's a pretty decent number. So I money line North Texas at minus 125 along with UAB. Got a minus 160 this morning, now up to minus 185 as this line continues to steam in our favor. Uh, but that about does it for the first half of the pod. Uh, just talked about two bets here in the NIT. I got two more for you. I got one in the NBA, a total. I got one uh, ma- Moneyline play here in the NHL. And then we're going to talk about some MLB win totals. That's right, baseball. So Hope Springs Eternal. It's funny. There's Truck Day, uh, where basically in Boston, you know, it's like early February. Uh, you see the big truck leave Fenway Park with all the equipment. And then there's um, Truck Day going back to New England, leaving Fort Myers, going to Florida, So, or going to, uh, going to Fenway here. So it's Truck Day Part 2 where they're getting ready to play some baseball here. So I'm excited to get baseball back in our daily betting live. So we'll talk about three uh, win totals here with some uh, some value, it appears, based on a data analytics perspective uh, for MLB. So don't go anywhere, guys. Finishing up strong here, one NBA play, one NHL three MLB win totals to consider when we return on episode 795 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast with me, your buddy, your host, the guy you grind and sweat with in the arena approaching betting from a sharp data-driven contrarian angle, your buddy, Josh Applebaum. Stick with us guys. We'll be right back.
1: Getting ready to take on spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.
3: Visit LiveNation.com slash to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Here are three reasons Zin is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties. And they all come in two strengths. Find Zin at a store near you.
0: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.
2: The return of Major League Baseball is the best time of year to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Get access to hourly pro tips, best bets from VCN experts, daily articles, power rankings, and expanded digital content and tools to help you become a better better. Just go to VCN.com slash subscribe for more information. Alright, everyone, we are back at it. Episode 795 of the VCN Market Insights pod. Two and three. Continuing to grind out there. Two and three minus one point five six units. Good night, NBA. Denver money line, the clippers over. But Jesus, the NHL, absolutely brutal, struck out 0-3, Seattle, Jersey, Florida, uh, just absolutely uh, pathetic in the NHL. So NHL, you're kind of on semi-timeout right now. But i uh, start off the pod talking college basketball. I'm on UAB in North Texas on the money line and the NIT matchups here for tonight. Now let's go over to a little NBA, a little NHL, and then we'll finish up the pod with some MLB win totals. So uh, first one on the board for me, let's go to the NBA. I'm going to take a shot on the Magic and the Grizzlies over 229. So really the, the theme of this game here is a super buy low over value play. I'm not going to call it a sharp bet uh, because you have seen this total tumble quite a bit. So in order to be sharp, you need some indication of uh, indicator of, of sharp action in terms of reverse line movement, steam move, line freeze, low bets, higher dollars you really don't have that. but you do have a value play of buying low on a number that feels like it's dipped so much that it creates value to go the other way. So for this one, magic Grizzlies, total open up, up all the way at 235, one of the highest totals of the night. Uh, yet we're now seeing it all the way down to 229. So what's going on here? That's a huge six-point dip. Um, We actually saw, uh, you know, reason for this is mostly Ja Moran. He's expected to miss this game with a a thigh contusion, I believe. Uh, So really kind of an over-adjustment maybe with Ja being out, but he's out for a while um, when he was, you know, working on, uh, you know, his mental health. And Grizzlies played a lot, quite a bit without him and cashed a lot of overs. So I think it might be an overreaction. Obviously, without Ja, your offense isn't going to be as good. But is it six points less without him? I'm thinking maybe that's a little bit uh, too much of a swing here. So uh, a couple reasons to buy low, take the over. Uh, if we look at our value overplay, uh, I have a system play here where if you're looking at a team uh, with a lower lower in total uh, going over, like if you look at Memphis, when the total is less than 230 in a Memphis Grizzlies game, the over is 17-12, and 12, 59%. So that matches with the over. Uh, you also have a um, a buy-low over non-conference system match. So if it's a non-conference game, the total falls at least two points. And the total falls at least two points. Buy-low take the over non-conference game. That is 78 and 78-54 this year, 59%. 16 units won, about a 13% ROI. And we know our non-conference overs in general have been pretty good. They're only 53% now. They're at one point like 60%. So they've tailed off a bit. But we do match uh, kind of this lack of familiarity, benefiting the offense, uh, helping uh, to hopefully score some points in this one. Uh, you also look at, aside from systems, uh, Memphis is five and two to the over their last seven. They're four and two to the over their last six at home. The overs four and two, the last six head to head between these matchups between these games or between these teams. Uh, Memphis is number three in terms of pace, one of the fastest paced teams in all of the NBA. and Orlando is number 16 in pace. So they've actually both been kind of top half uh, quick up and down the court. I uh, do have some over F's here. Uh, Kevin Scott, Nick Buchert, Simone Jelks, uh, all between around 51 and 55% to the over. So if we get a lot of whistles uh, and get guys to the line, make your free throws. Uh, but to me, it's, again, not a sharp play, but a value play. It's fallen so much. I think there's value here to Bilo take this over. So I'm going to take Magic and Grizzlies over 229. Then over to the NHL. This is a big number, but when all else fails and you feel like nothing's going your way in hockey, you know what you do? You go to the Boston Bruins. I'm going with the bees tonight. It's a big number. I'm just trying to trying to grind away at a third of a unit here. I'm gonna take the Bruins at home. I got them at minus three fifteen. It's a big number. It really is. Of course, Betris, not Betwin. If you want to go uh, with the uh, with the puck line, I get that as well. Uh, puck line is minus one and a half. At, let me find it for you. Minus one thirty. It's not a bad number there. Uh, of course, just on the off chance, you win in a shootout, you win in overtime. I'm just going to sweat the bees, standard play here. So when you're laying a 315, I don't love to do this, but at some point it's like, how do you not just ride the Bruins all year long? How good they've been? Uh, Linus Olmark is rested in this spot. Uh, but uh, to me, it's a grind away a third of a unit. So uh, risking 3.1 units to win one unit? No, you're risking your one unit to try to get a third of a unit back here. So just kind of chip away at hopefully uh, a money line winner. Uh, but number one, Bruins have pretty good line movement. They opened... Minus 300, they got up all the way up to one point. I think like minus 350. It's come back down a little bit, uh, down to minus uh, 315. But quite a few system matches. Non-division steam, 10 cents or more, uh, 59% this year. Home favorites, 200 or more off a win, 66%. Uh, and then we also have a home favorite with a line move in their favor in a non-conference game. That is 64%. So quite a few matches here on the bees. Uh, the Bruins also 49-11 uh, as a favorite. They're 33-3 at home. Nashville, 16 and 21 as a dog. Better offense for the Bruins, 3.8 goals a game versus 2.8. Better defense, 2.2 goals allowed versus three. Uh, Better special teams. Power play, 22% versus 18%. PK, 86% versus 81%. Then also, it's not just, hey, you know, bet the Bruins because they're great. That's obviously part of it. But the Bruins are chasing history. They're on pace to set the greatest regular season uh, record, break the uh, Canadiens of the 70s. And I think that's an added motivation. I've heard uh, Jim Montgomery, the coach, talk about it. He's like, you know, do we want to do it? Yes. Are we going to, you know, uh, play guys when we shouldn't and, you know, when we should rest them, play them just to get the record? No. But I think this is a motivating factor. And when you're rolling through the league and you pretty much you're, you're just blowing by everybody, sometimes you need to create a little bit of uh, motivation uh, on your own behalf to keep you uh, playing well here. So I think you see that with the Bruins, 57-11-5, Unbelievable. Uh, Cash our over total on the bees like a month ago, uh, but if you had bet a hundred bucks on every Bruins game this year, you'd be up almost two thousand dollars. That's how great that they have been. So again, it's a big number, but it's a bet to just not bet to win. We're trying to get a third of a unit back. I'm going Boston Bruins at minus three fifteen. Uh, now over two some Major League Baseball win totals. So I told you guys at the outset I was waiting and waiting and waiting for my buddy John Ewing to give me that next batch of data here uh, for MLB win totals. So I'm going to highlight a few of these that are liens for me, and then I'm going to highlight um, three bets that I've made officially here, uh, and I'll give you kind of my breakdown of, of what to look for. So win totals to me, just taking a step back here, I think they're they're great to have a couple win totals in your back pocket because, one, it can be a bankroll builder. Uh, we obviously grind in the arena every single day. We're mostly focused on what are the games today? What are the games tonight? But it's always nice to have, you know, some future plays to look toward because, you know, you you, put them, you, you do your best to, to win it. Uh, hopefully you get a winner, and then you pad your bankroll later in the year. Maybe you forget about it or it gives you rooting interest. Or, for example, that Bruins over win total. You know, we bet it in, when was that, like October? You know, we had to wait until February. But, hey, we got the money, in it's the same money as you're going to get if you bet a a game here tonight. So I look at uh, futures as you don't want to go overboard and bet too many and run yourself too thin and use too much of your bankroll so that you don't have enough to bet on a daily basis. But have you pick your spots? It can be a nice supplement here to your daily bankroll. So my thought process and the way I approach win totals is I really want to lean on the data. I want to take my bias out of it. Like I have my own thoughts and perceptions and opinions on these teams, but on different teams, but I don't want to let my bias get in the way. I want to go off of what the big smart money where, where the sharper guys than me, much sharper than me, where they're going, that's where I want to be. So uh, what I first do is look at um, the batch of data that I get from John Ewing. So very simple. What did the win total open at? Uh, how has it moved up or down? And then what are the betting percentages? What's the percentage of bets and dollars on the over or the under? And then what I like to do, uh, and I texted my buddy, Adam Burke, who's a, our, basically our baseball expert at VEASAN. And I was like, Oh, what's the best projected win total to use? And he said, fan graph. So, FanGraphs is a really good high analytics site, kind of like a Ken Palm, but they have their projections on win totals as well. So my whole point here is uh, I'm looking at the betting market, combining it with the analytics, and if I can have a situation where maybe you know a, a team gets uh, steamed up one win, uh, they have low bets, higher dollars to the over, and FanGraphs maybe they went from seventy-five to seventy-seven, and FanGraphs has them at seventy-eight or seventy-nine. Boom! That's kind of the angle that I'm that I'm uh, looking toward here. So a few games uh, or a few teams that just kind of fit the mindset uh, or the blueprint here, one. So these are the leans that I'll give you the three official plays. Uh, I noticed Detroit Tigers. Sadly, unfortunately, for my buddy Patrick Maher, could be a, a long year for Detroit. Uh, their win total opened at 70.5. Now you're down to 69.5. And, uh, and this team went, won 66 games last year. So based on the moves that they've made, have they improved? Have their young players improved? Uh, this is a team that, to me, could be uh, once again in the, uh, the cellar. Uh, Getting about 60% of bets, but almost 70% of the money is on the under. So maybe a long year for Detroit. I leaned under 69.5 for the Tigers. Uh, Next one was the Pittsburgh Pirates. Believe it or not, maybe they're pretty decent this year. Uh, You look at their lineup, and they've actually made quite a few good moves. Carlos Santana, uh, I think they put in, uh, got G-Man Choi. They got uh, Will, uh, I was going to say Will Hill. Um, uh, What's his name? Uh, Red Sox pitcher, the lefty, Uh, whatever, Hill, the 42-year-old. Rich Hill, that's what I meant to say. They also got a lot of young players that are coming up here. O'Neill Cruz, some of the guys that they've drafted forever. So we think of the tight ty- the, um, uh, uh, the Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Pirates being terrible, which they kind of are. But it's notable to me that their win total opened at sixty four and a half. Now it's up to sixty seven and a half. Quite a bit of steam has hit that Pittsburgh over. They're getting eighty eight percent of money nine or eighty eight percent of bets ninety seven percent of money to the over. Um, again, made a few moves here. They won sixty two games last year. Uh, Cincinnati Reds could really take a step back here. So it was, to me, very notable that a bad team is getting such oversteam. And again, if you look at uh, the other one they look to, look to look, uh, like to look at is RotoChamp. If you if you just Google RotoChamp MLB projected lineups, you can kind of look at depth charts and who's expected uh, to play and who isn't, or based on uh, you know kind of re-famili- re-famili- refamiliarizing yourself to these depth charts. Uh, but Pittsburgh looks maybe decent. Can they win you? Uh, 68 games. I think it's maybe doable here, and it's notable that you're getting a lot of smart money uh, to that over. Uh, another one here, Colorado to the under. They won 68 games last year. What have they done to improve? Not much. Uh, Colorado went from 68 and a half wins this uh, spring to 65 and a half, and you're currently getting 49% of bets, but 63% of money is on that under. So lean Colorado under 65 and a half. Pittsburgh over 67 and a half, and Detroit under 69 and a half. So those are the ones that I leaned it pretty hard, but I, it didn't really make the cut for me to, to make an official bet. So here are my official bets, my three win totals here. One, you guessed it, going Boston Red Sox, but I'm not going i oh, I'm not going under, I'm going over here. Uh, Boston uh, last year when when they win 78 games, uh, had a really tough year. Obviously the you walk around Boston or go to a Dunk's Dunkin' Donuts and uh, is anyone excited about the Red Sox? No, not really. We're mad at. Uh, high and Bloom for uh, trading away Mookie Betts for nothing and then letting Xander Bogarts walk. And, uh, again, completely ripping up a great core here. Uh, they could have been great forever. But, again, what are you going to do? Uh, it always annoys me. You could have Mookie Betts, Benintendi, uh, Bogarts, Endeavors as your top four, and now the only one left is Bogarts here. So, anyway, uh, that being said, everyone's down on the Red Sox. But what has the market done? The market's ticked up, guys. The market opened. Boston 76.5 wins. Now you're up to 78.5. Uh, currently 86% of bets, but 90% of money is on that over. And it's just, to me, something that doesn't really match the public perception. Where public says Red Sox are going to be bad, uh, but yet the market is going over. So I think with the Red Sox, uh, you know, you're, uh, can they win you basically 79 games? I think that's very doable. They won 78 last year, and they're a better team this year than last year. Chaim uh, Bloom, obviously maybe his, his first good move as GM, took him four years, was maybe Yoshida, who tore it up in the WBC. Yoshida could have a big year. Uh, you bring in uh, some good bullpen help. Kenley Jansen, Chris Martin, their bullpen was terrible last year. You bring in some starting pitching depth with Corey Kluber. Uh, you round out your offense with some veterans, uh, Duvall, and then also uh, hoping for a big year for Tristan Casas. So to me, are the Red Sox going to win the World Series? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. Uh, but can they win you 79 games? I think this team is much more well-rounded, uh, and to me it's going to be a little bit more competitive than last year. And I think it's a better team, at least on paper, this year compared to last year. Uh, so I am on the over Red Sox at 78 and a half. Uh, one more for you, the LA Angels. I'm going to take a shot on the, on the halos here. Uh, I feel like they're always an over bet and they never cash, but some pretty good projections here. So, uh, oh, and by the way, with the Red Sox, um, Fangraphs has them winning 83 games. So that's, that's another reason to like that over the lines ticked up. Uh, it's a buy low play and 83 projected for Fangraphs. We're getting over 78 and a half. So that's almost the four and a half, uh, four and a half game cushion there. Now to the Halos. Uh, I'm going Halos over 82.5. It opened at 80.5, now up to 82.5. 73% of bets, 94% of money is on the over. That's a plus 21%. Smart money discrepancy. Uh, they only won 73 games last year. Obviously, Otani is unbelievable. Uh, but to me, it's can these guys stay healthy? Can Trout stay healthy? Otani, Rendon, who got a bajillion dollars and like hasn't played any games for them. Can he be healthy and play third base? But also, they made some pretty good moves, I thought, in the uh, free agency. They bring in... Uh, for some bats in the middle of their order, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Drury. Uh, you bring in Tyler Anderson, who uh, had a great uh, year for the Dodgers last year as another starting pitcher. And also that division maybe down a little bit. Uh, the Astros, I noticed their win total has ticked down a little bit. I think it's like 96 and a half down to 95 and a half. So maybe this is finally the year uh, where the Angels can you win 83 games? Can you go 83 and uh, 79? Is that it? I think it's doable. And you have seen uh, with FanGraphs projected 84 wins. So that's an over 82.5 for the Halos. And then last one, out west, uh, out in the uh, in the Bay, the San Francisco Los Gigantes. Give me the G-Men over 80.5 wins. Uh, total open at 78.5. Now you're up to 80.5. Uh, we have fan graphs at 82 wins, so it's so a 1.5 game uh, buffer there. But this is your biggest smart money discrepancy. Uh, the over for San Francisco is only getting 69% of bets at BetMGM, but 94% of the money. So that's a really uh, wide gap there between bets and dollars. It's a plus 25% discrepancy. They went 81 and 81 last year. Uh, But I really think a couple moves they made, I like that they got in Mitch Hanniger. I saw he's going to start on the DL though. Um, They added some pitching, but really banking on Gabe Kapler and kind of like that quasi raise kind of team where like, you don't know all the players, but they play well. They're very fundamental and good pitching. Uh, I think Kapler can get this team to 500. That's all he's got to do. Can you go, uh, you know, actually technically 81 and 81. Yeah. But, uh, can you win 80, 81 games again, over 80 and a half out West. I think that's a doable number. So that's the biggest gap between bets and dollars. So official bets for me, I'm on the G men over 80 and a half the halos over 82 and a half and the Red Sox over 78 and a half. That about does it for today's VEASAN market insights podcast, episode seven ninety-five on a big Tuesday. Uh, as we try to wrap up uh, March on a hot note here, soon we get back into the green. Uh, just trying to limit my NHL bets. If I just did that, I feel like I'd be saving quite a few units recently. NHL has just been a ridiculous tease and just a, just a, uh man, go, like, going through the pressure cooker with the NHL. But what are you going to do? It's a good sign to see some NBA plays do well last night, 2-0. Uh, but reminder, if you enjoy the Market Insights pod or the Morning Bets pod, uh, or uh, maybe you got UAB at a minus 160 this morning, now it's minus 185. If the either pods or the sharp reports or the concepts that we talked about on the pod have helped you along in your sports betting journey, helped you to cash some bets, helped you to make smarter bets, beat some closing lines, take more of a contrarian angle, get your bias out of the equation and bet based on uh, data and percentages and line movement and system matches. Uh, if any little trips or little tips we talk about, you know, fade the trendy dog, dog to fave, line move, any of that stuff. It, if it's helped you along in your sports betting journey, maybe you're a flat better now, used to parlay everything. If any of that is the case, or if you just think I'm a decent guy and you want to make me happy today, there's one thing I ask of you. Buy my book. Go to Amazon.com. Type in The Everything Guide to Sports Betting. Uh, That's my baby. I wrote it a few years ago. It's got everything I've learned in the industry. How lines are set. How and why they move. How to read line movement. How to locate sharp action. How to place a bet in person or online. How to shop for the best line. How to set up a bankroll management plan chapters and tips on all the major sports, including an MLB primer. If you want to get ready for major league baseball, but if you want to pick up a copy, it would really mean a lot to me. And if you already have, thank you. Thank you. And thank you again. With that being said, whether I see you at the Borgata in Atlantic city, twin river in Rhode Island, the brook of New Hampshire, Foxwoods, or Mohegan sun down in Connecticut, out in, uh, out in New York, breaking hand records every day in the great empire state or out in Massachusetts where I'm from going to the encore, in Boston Harbor or the uh, Plain Ridge Park Casino Sportsbook or the MGM Springfield back in Western Mass where I'm from. However uh, it may be. Of course, out in the desert where the true grinders get down, where Billy Walters sends his number runners where the lowest juice possible is found at the South Point or at Circa. So when Sharp Contrarian plays at Stadium Swim with your feet in the pool, uh, sipping a pina colada, uh, hopefully rooting for UAB to get it done tonight, uh, or, of course, getting a victory burger at the end of the night at Circa or the Mandalay Bay or the Superbook. Wherever it may be, you're going to walk up to me. You're going to show me all those NHL tickets. We're going to rip them up and then just very kindly put them in the recycling bin. Uh, of course, NH- I just can't get over that. 0-3, just really just pathetic last night. But anyway, uh, show me some NBA tickets. Good sign, NBA. Good night last night. Give me a Denver money line. a Clippers over. Guess what? First one's on me. Next one's on you. We're going to post about the book, Sweat Sharp contrarian Plays All Night Long. So wish you the best of luck, everyone. Have a fantastic Tuesday. We'll be back at it uh, tomorrow. But enjoy the NIT semis. Uh, My parting words, as always, stay sharp, stay contrarian, bet against the public, place yourself on the side of the house, always be with the smart money, never against it. Well, smart money win every time, of course not. If you haven't realized yet, sports betting is difficult, uh, but it makes it that much more fulfilling when you uh, can turn a winning night. Uh, So never get too down on yourself. If things aren't going your way, just grind, grind, grind. And if we can find that sweet spot against the public, with the house, with the pros, flat bet, avoid parlays, get some closing line value. If we can do that, we're going to be successful long-term. So enjoy the sweats, everyone. I got to go record the uh, JJ Redick pod with my boy JJ. So I got to ask him, who's the MVP? Jokic, Embiid. I'll hopefully get some good intel for you guys for tomorrow. But enjoy the sweats. Have a great Tuesday. Be back at it tomorrow, guys. As always, do not forget to tip your ticket writer. Good luck.